One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And then there were two high drama in the Champions League. Such theatre, some of the greatest moments of the year. But who will it be? Pumas or Seattle? Craig <laughs> <laughs> found that funny. Playing us. One <laughs> uh, was thinking, what? What is he talking about? See, the other Champions League I was referring to. There's, there's one tonight, big one, huge one. CONCACAF Champions League final, second leg, starting very late. So we won't talk about that. Um, but we will talk about the other one that happened today and yesterday. It's for the podcast on your stage. Brennan, Dunlop, Forrest, and Sharman. All right, fellas. Uh, where do we begin? Okay, how about this? Let's start with you, B. Um, what is Real Madrid's secret elixir? Kareem Benzema and pressure. Late on, the secret mix is the 88th minute. If they're behind and Benzema's there, they'll be fine. It's not always Benzema him. And pressure. That's good. I like that. He's Maybe Camavinga so Kem- today may have mm-hmm. been the, the extra, actual elixir in the last uh, three minutes. But Angelotti's changes, the subs, the midfield being completely re- rejuvenated with those substitutions. What, what a match. Two and a half minutes left. Incredible. And and Man City, they couldn't get the ball off them. Bottled it. Did they bottle it? Uh, it's unbelievable. They were already on the plane to Paris in the 80th minute. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think so. Do you think uh, Ancelotti is happy with the move? Sports <laughs> <laughs> out's pretty good so far. I mean, hey, listen, he's going to lose horribly in the final, but he's got to another final and he, he's won La Liga. <laughs> I mean, it's... <sighs> I mean, we, you spoke about it last week how great it's been so far this year's Champions League. And every year there's drama, huge drama in certain games, certain rounds. But I'm not saying this one tops it all because there's been some incredible moments before PSG, Barcelona, Barcelona, anyone else in recent years. But my God, we, I mean, I thought it was done. I assumed, okay, you know, the Magic's run out, Jimmy, and, and Real's going home from the stadium. You get my point? But Man City's yeah. progressing to Paris. But then there's something in that team. And maybe it is that Benzema pressure 88th minute little recipe. But something lies deep in that team. They never, ever give up. No, they, they don't. And I think when you when you look at, you know, the, the Champions League, you, the, those games go to the 95th, 96th minute. It's almost like the Premier League. When you watch Premier League, you have no idea what's going to happen. The amount of goals that come in the last 10 minutes is crazy. 
And the same with with, with the Champions League. Man City's up 1-0. And then what you end up do, doing is you, you have a tendency, don't you, to, to drop a little bit. You become a little bit more defensive because you're up and you're looking at the clock going, let's let's see this game out now for the next 10 minutes. Well, they so. didn't. They were in and their zone. Start, and then you start inviting pressure. You start inviting pressure. But the thing that got me to, especially against an English team, was two crosses into the box and you conceded two goals. Two crosses. Now, normally that never happens with English teams. English teams are normally very, very good when it comes to crosses and they deal well with it. Center backs are good. Keepers are good. They're strong. But it surprised me um, for them conceding two goals in, in, in the 90th minute. Especially coming off a, a sequence of play where Jack, Jack Grealish should have scored a couple of goals. You know. Oh, that last one, yeah. And I think Foden, Foden, he, he was at, in the right place, but he just didn't read that rebound, did he? When mm-hmm. Jack Grealish got in. And I thought, oh yeah. man, if he could have just got a foot on that. But you, you got to give credit where credit's due. And and, and Real Madrid was, I, I thought they were, they were very good. You know, they were at home. The fans were electric. And you could see throughout the whole game, especially towards the end, they were trying to lift the fans, weren't they? Everybody was looking into the fans and telling them, waving them, telling them, get up, supporters, and get behind us. And that gave them more momentum going forward. But one thing that I was really impressed with, and, and I can't believe you know, where, where the game is today, is just how quick it was. Mm-hmm. When teams break now, it's, it's like watching Usain Bolt go. <laughs> like they are fast going forward. And it's everybody on the park. Everybody's quick. And they're both but, capable of it. And you thought yeah. with Real Madrid pressing late on that, you know, Man City would catch them on the counter. And they nearly did, right? And then, yeah. but when they got that first one, it was, God, they got the first one. I just felt like they're going to tie this. And then when they, less than two minutes later, get the equalizer, I thought they were going to win it and avoid extra time. Yeah. It looked like they had all the momentum. They could smell blood in the water. Like Man City were shook. You talk about not reading crosses and how you don't expect that from English teams. There's something about the Champions League where some of these teams, Real Madrid and Barcelona are victims to this as well. It takes them a bit of time. Even if they know the opponent, they're in the second leg. It seems to take them just a little bit longer but they're able to turn it on in the end. Whereas in the league on a Sunday at 11 o'clock against Cadiz or against Hatafe, they don't seem to find that extra gear, but against these other teams, they just see sense one mistake. They sense a moment of weakness. They target an area and all of a sudden they can, they can shred them. Yeah. And Real Madrid have done that time and time again, this champion. No, I, I, I agree with you. And, and if you look, you know, the, the champions league is, is their bread and butter. That's what, that's what they want to win. And if they win the next one, what's that, 14 now for them or something? Something crazy. Um, but look, with, with a player like Benzema as well, what, how clever was he just getting a little toe poke there? And you know he's going down, but he reads it well. He knows the cutback's coming. He's like, oh, I'll just get a foot in here. Someone's going to lunge and down I go. But that's, that's world-class players reading the moment. And he read the moment today, and he was so cool with the penalty as well. So cool. Why, why do some players thrive under pressure and others just fall apart? Because he's one of those guys that no matter how intense the cauldron is, how hot it is, he, he's going to just you know rise to the surface and swim some laps, yeah. whereas some, others just crumble. Some players just love the big moment. <laughs> they love it. To you be know, fair, he's been consistently great. Yep. All year. All year. All career, really. But I mean, really yeah. this year has been just... I know. He's getting level. better and better. He's so thirty-four. Good now. They need, they need twenty-four. Spanish wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, listen, maybe, maybe they're the fairy tales team. Is that what they are now? They're the fairy tale team, the little team that could. No one thought they'd be winning it before this year's tournament, or thought it'd be a big, big stretch. And here we are now, one game away. But what does it mean for Man City now? Mm. What What is Pep Guardiola thinking tonight, B? On that long, long journey home, he's thinking about that Brazil job. I think, honestly, I think on this. I think I think he's thinking that. He couldn't do it. That maybe he, you know, maybe that maybe they're going to make pick up the phone and be like, "Look, how close is Brazil to happening?" Because remember when Sheikh Mansour bought this team, uh, it was very clear that their ambitions were Europe. They spent a fortune to get to Europe. They spent a fortune to get to a final. They spent a fortune on Pep to make them the best team ever, and they can't win it. They can't win it with Pep, despite all the resources. Not that, but aren't they? Aren't they talking about? him signing another contract as well? Well, they have been talking about Yeah, it, I thought yeah. they're tying him up to like 2024. And I'm sure that they're, you know, I, I'm sure that there's going to be advocates in that boardroom that says, no, look, Pep's still our guy. We owe it to him. Let's do it. But what if they've missed owe out on the Champions League now? He's playing the most magnificent football, brand of football, unbelievable. Like, And they, and they go to Real Madrid and they get they get beat by a couple of late goals. It's not Pep's fault. It's tough. He's been unlucky and he's also been lucky winning it. So he just hasn't been lucky for them though. That's, that's under, under at Man City, but fair. That's I mean, my point. if I'm going to take that team again over Real Madrid, I think they win it four to five times. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, look, if we, if we go back in the past, Bayern, Bayern Munich and Man United, Bayern Munich's team was unbelievable. Remember in the Champions League when when Man U scores those two goals in the last yep. whatever Incredible. minutes it was? What a team. But Bayern yeah. was unbelievable throughout the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... But with Pep Bowman, but every year they're yeah. great. Every yeah. year they're redefining the way the game is played. But every year they fail to win the big prize. Yeah. You know, there's one common denominator here. Now, I'm not blaming Pep either. I mean, he's the right man for the job. He'll win it eventually if he sticks with Man City. He, he will. He might say, listen, you know, I, I needed Harry Kane. You didn't get him to me. You couldn't get that deal done last summer. I thought it was done. I had to reconfigure. Um, he's already planning ahead for next season with Erling Haaland. They'll be better. Yeah, they've got to be realistic here. There's no reason be why realistic. They were two goals up against Real Madrid with two and a half minutes left heading to a final and they, they end up losing the game and all of a sudden it's all fucking doom and gloom and was, I don't get it like I, it, they don't need it's Harry football. Kane there are two goals up it's football it's absolute football and it was well the other thing is it was magnificent it, it shows how important that last goal at last match was too to make it 4-3 right like yeah, we were, uh, you know, this whole con- like aggregate well, score been now. More up. They should have been. You're right. Up. I mean, that whole city yeah. was all over them. But yeah. you know, that last, the last two goals that Real scored at the last match, they were in the last bit. They were just like ticky tack. Man City, honestly, should have been two goals up, three goals up from that match, and should have mm-hmm. been easy to walk through this. And so. Yeah. Not blaming Pep, but that did change the entire game. It is inches, though, right? Think of two in the bubble, the pandemic Champions League tournament there, when they lost to Lyon the quarters. That was crazy. And Bayern were great. PSG were a force, obviously. You could see a collision course there. But it seemed like Man City would have upset that apple cart and would have prevented that. And they lose to Lyon. And Lyon go to the semis. Okay, pandemic, let it off. 
last year against Chelsea. There's you. I think you'd be hard pressed to find a person that actually believed Chelsea was going to win that match, and Man City bottled it. I don't think there's another way to describe it. Mm. And in the last two minutes, when it mattered the most, they bottled that moment. So I think that's why it feels doom and gloom, as you say, because yes, it could have been. We could have been talking about three straight Champions Leagues for them, and now we're talking about missing out three years in a row after this 15-year build just to get to this point. Okay, so what's success yeah, then? Enough. They win the league or if they don't win the what league, if they don't win Liverpool the league? bat, yes. <laughs> what if they don't win the Liverpool, league? Liverpool, our boy Charms is uh, in the shower enjoying himself, taking a shower, and uh, he his <laughs> Liverpool has now won the league. Is it a failure of a season for yes. City? Oh, oh, yes. Huge. Huge. Not one trophy, 100% mm. failure. That team yeah, and that point budget, lead. They have to win trophies. Yeah. A yeah. 12 point lead. I don't, I don't think there's no pressure on them right now when they're going back. And those oh, yeah. players will be thinking now we're knocked out of the Champions League. Yeah. We miss out getting to the final and we have to win the Premier League now. Cause if we don't, we're going to get absolutely killed here. Does this make their job harder or easier? And Klopp's harder. Is winning everything harder. harder. I think it makes it harder too. Normally in this situation, you look at the team that has something else to play for, Liverpool are looking at a final, and you give the advantage to the team that has one singular focus. But beaten and broken like that, and with you know their tails been hunted for the last month, and know that they can't drop any points. Look at these last few games. We've just been waiting. Are they going to get stuck with a draw? Are they going to get stuck with a draw? And now they, they've drawn a really bad hand here, I think. They're uh, on their home this weekend against Newcastle a team that can very much cause them problems. Would you rather be on the road this week or at home if you're Man City? On the road. I, th- I would have said Just escape team. it all and just... On the road. You don't want to go home right now. Fans will be looking, going, we spent a fortune. This was... You haven't, you haven't got to the final. You were, you were in a comfortable position. You let it go. And then if you're playing at home... And say, for instance, you you do concede early. What do you think the fans are going to be doing? They're going to be all over you. All over you. So if I was them, I'm going back there right now with my tail between my legs, and I would be praying that I had an away game, that we can just focus, be left alone, go stay in the hotel, out of the city, wherever we're playing, and then just focus on that game. Who can they blame? Who's a scapegoat for this one? Let's, let's just make one up. All right. I'll, I'll name you your 11. Okay. Um, see the Edison, Cancelo, Laporte, Diaz, Carl Walker, De Bruyne, Rodri, Bernardo Silva, Foden, Jesus, and Mares. And uh, Mares, Rodri, and uh, De Bruyne. And Walker all came off before the collapse. I got the Who, scapegoat. Who is it? Pep. It's for, Pep, taking is it? Mar- for taking Mares off. Mares was the best player on the field. All of those guys you mentioned mm-hmm. have been amazing for, for City in this Champions League run. They were not mm-hmm. amazing uh, on Wednesday. Walker wasn't good. Um, there was another one you'd mentioned that stood out to me immediately. wasn't good. Fernandinho was okay. But Cancelo wasn't good. De Bruyne good. wasn't great today. De Bruyne Off didn't the- have the impact you need. Mares was the best player on the pitch. Foden has that um, crappy haircut. So I blame him. I think you'll blame you blame Foden oh, uh, another team losing. <laughs> uh, yeah, Foden and Grealish. That's the you, reason. You hate them both. 
They you, just you blame Foden for for Sean Dyche getting fired and for I Burnley do. winning. And you know, poor Burnley. That Foden had so much so much uh, pressure on him. <laughs> hey, listen, firing Dyche was the best thing Burnley ever did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say it now, Jesus. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's incredible, isn't it? And we'll see what unfolds there. You know, I, I think people stick around. I kind of mentioned him leaving, and I presume might be alluring to him, but he's so competitive, right? The job's not finished there. And let's be honest, he's got a pretty good gig there as well. Let, okay, crazy hypothetical. Crazy hypothetical. Let's say Chi-Chi gets ill. Something happens with Brazil, and Chi-Chi's not going to go to Qatar. And we know this before the season starts. Right. Do you think, regardless of what happens with the Premier League title, do you think there's a chance that Pep is not on that Man City touchline at the Etihad in August. I think there's no chance. No, I don't think there's no chance. I think we, we look, I think we, we've got to look at it as well and go, okay, Pep's one of the top five managers in the world, right? And if you fired him, who's the other four top best in the world that you're going to get? Poch. <laughs> no. He'll be available soon. No. For Man City? <laughs> well, Nobody's playing if, better if football. Left, if Pep left, who's coming aboard? Nobody's playing better football. No, no Unless you're going to try to get Ancelotti, because Ancelotti right now, he's on he fire. Might be the, if, if, he, if you have to replace not him, a chance. There's, there, Ancelotti yeah, might be but, the best And you're not getting him. There's only a couple of managers in the world that could replace Pep. Roy Hodgson's leaving Watford in the season. Yeah. So maybe Oh, Roy? yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, why not? Take hardship. Yeah, uh, Ralph Rennick is very quick to leave. I'll live shortly after taking one. So you can't get you can't get rid of Pep. <laughs> you can't get rid of Pep right now, and they never will. I mean, it's a silly conversation. But, but you that's what we do. We run the podcast. <laughs> we are the masters and purveyors of silly conversations. If he decides he wants to leave, on his terms only, right? I would think. I was so. all confused. I was looking up uh, Agnolotti, which is Ancelotti. That sounds like a bad wine. It's, what, no, it's a pasta. Really? It's a pasta. It's an Italian it pasta. It's kind of a real wine. It's Agnolotti. Yeah, you're is back it, on it, Amazon ordering wine from Armenia again? What are you doing? What yeah, kind of pasta is it? It's been a great grape season in Armenia. What shape pasta? I'm looking it up. It's uh, it's like one of those. It's Oh, there we go. He's it's Italian, like a, not Bulgarian. Describe you it. Can't see, it's like a ravioli, but a little more, uh, little more rainbow. So you put food in it. So stuffed like ravioli. You stuffed it. Yeah. J- Jimmy's a chef, and York what? region is your Italian oyster. Have What's you ever it called? Agnolotti. Oh, Agnolotti. Yeah. <laughs> Silent G. Capito. What's yeah. foosball Capito. called again? What's foosball called again? Yeah. Jits, bro. Jits. Jits, man. Who said foosball? <laughs> Who says foosball? Sure. Well, anyway. How are you feeling? Sorry. How are, we haven't talked about you. Why you in Liverpool. Yeah, because right. who, who did you, who did you want to cheer for today? I wanted Real Madrid to win because I'm kind of bored with City. That's mm. the only reason. And we got some uh, some unfinished business of Real Madrid from last time. Too bad Ramos isn't there anymore. Prick, taking Salah out. Remember that? But uh, yeah. yeah, I tell you what, I, I really enjoyed the second half. <laughs> Didn't enjoy the first half. Give Villarreal all the credit in the world. But it's one of those situations, guys, right where. A team looks so good in the first half playing a certain way and then they change it up in the second half and they revert a type in this case. VR will begin to sit a little bit deeper. They're not pressuring the ball as much. It was what was making them so successful in the first half. And you ask yourself, why? 
Why change it? You, you've done something to Liverpool that hasn't been done all year long by any team. And then you change it up for the second half. Craig, why? Why, Unai? Well, why? Liverpool were also just turned the switch at halftime. It was complete change in their performance and their everything else like that. And substitutions, Diaz came on, right? Mm-hmm. Magnificent. So let me ask you this then. You know, it's amazing though, when you look at Villarreal and how small that town is, about 50,000 people and half the population is at the game. I mean, what they achieve, I mean, it can only give only like a lot of small clubs, a, a, you know, hope on to be somewhat successful because yes. they punch way above their weight. As it's, yeah. The wonders of football, I guess, you know, we see that happen from time to time, but they are the smallest team in Europe to win a European competition. Yeah. And the, the other thing is too, Charms, when you, you know, with that question there, you know, when, when you're a manager and you've, you've got your, your, your scouts, they're going back four or five games, six games sometimes to really see habits that they do. Right. So when it comes to halftime and you're up one or two nil, you're starting going back and you're looking at all your data going, okay, hey, they've been down to now. This is what they're going to do. They're, they'll probably go with a 3-5-2 or they're going to change into a 4-3-3 four, four, three, three, or they're going to become more attack. So we're going to adjust right now and we're going to – this is what we think that they might end up doing. So sometimes you make those calls at halftime. Sometimes it works. Um, other times you try to adjust to what you think they're going to end up doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it bites you in the ass, but – you know, you're, you're constantly always trying to figure out what are they going to do next. And then you look when their subs come up or a halftime, you, you run straight over to the, the fourth official and you're like, okay, who's coming on? And they'll tell you certain players that come on. So now you know, okay, these players are coming on. These are their positions. This is a formation that they're going to play. So you're trying to always constantly – it's a game of chess. You're always trying to figure out what their next move is, especially when you're up because you know if you're winning, they've got to adjust. And they've got to change their tactics. But then how do you change yours to accommodate what, they, what they're going to come at now? Hmm. How do you think, honestly, Diogo Jota felt? Right? So he's taken up a halftime, and that doesn't happen often. When it does, it's pretty embarrassing for a footballer. And his replacement, yeah. Luis Diaz, just starts bossing the match and is the reason, I think, why it looks so good. Jota's happy, of course, his team won. But is he – be honest. I mean – I'm not sure if you guys have been in that position before where your replacement's been really good and you're like, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't need to be quite that good. No, for it, sure. It, yeah, of course. It happens. You can speak to it, Charms. I host enough of these shows. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, but seriously, it, it does happen. Sometimes you, might, you might be playing in a match and you're like, things aren't just going for you, right? You're, you're struggling with your first touch or you, you're struggling to close down that five yards and you're just a step behind. And the manager will pull you. Most times he'll be just like, hey, look, it's, it's tactical. We're going to make a tactical change. And you know as a player when you've got to come off, right? You know you know full well that you're, you're not into the game. And if you're on a flyer and you're playing really well, you're not coming off. So there's a reason why you're coming, you're coming off the pitch is because you're, you're not performing or you're just a step or you just you can't get your second wind and you can't get into the game. It happens. It happens to players all the time. Well, this goes to my question before, Jimmy, uh, with Benzema. They took him out last uh, 15 minutes. Um, you get t- you've played an amazing game. 
And I know with basketball and football for me, I didn't care if I started. I just wanted to be on the court or on the field at the end. Yeah. That's all I – but turn it around. You played a great game and you get taken out. Not that Benzema didn't – you know, he got taken out when they were, you know, up. So they were up 3-1. So there was – you know, they wanted to go defensive. But you played a great game all game. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're taken out for yeah. some reason. Um, how does it feel? What occasion did you go? This is just balls. Yeah, no. Sometimes in a in a game, if you're you're performing well, look, he he done his job. He got the penalty. He scored, mm-hmm. right? He drew it, and then he scored it. That's his job done. He now put he some shift in too. Yeah, of course he's worked his ass off. So now you've got to look at it and go, okay, he's a, he's a striker, prolific goal scorer, one of the best mm-hmm. in the world. Is he going to track back eighty yards and defend for me? No, there's no chance he is. Is he going to close left backs and right backs now in the hundred and 17th minute in the game. No. So you've got to pull him off and get fresh legs out. Who's going to start putting pressure on the defenders, start closing things down. So now you're getting a guy on for the next 15, whatever, 20 minutes. Who's just going to dog it. That's our job right now. It's just dog. Go close down, go win the ball, put pressure on them. So when Benzema comes off, he knows he's like, look, I've done my, I've done my job. I don't have the legs to finish the game. And we need fresh legs now that's going to give the team energy. So when the, when the defenders do get it, so if Real Madrid wins the ball, and if they play it forward, they know they got fresh legs. They can run into the channels. They can run in behind. They can. They, yeah, they, that's, that's not an embarrassing situation no, for Benzema. No, not at all. No, that's no, just tactical. You know, that's just, yeah. it's standard. That's what you, you look to do towards yeah. the end of the game is get your Coming off, off at halftime when you're playing like shite. <laughs> I, I also don't think it's an embarrassing situation for Jota. To come off too for Diaz. I mean, he might, as Charms alluded to, feel like, ah, damn, mm-hmm. like this this guy's got a little bit more than me. Or Flair obviously offers something different, but I just think that Diaz is such an exceptional player. And honestly, <laughs> they purchased him for the uncertainty of who knows what next year will be. Whether Salah's there, whether Mane's got a year and a half left, whether Jota ends up being poached and heads somewhere else, because there's not too many teams in the world that wouldn't take Jota and find a spot for him if you offered yeah. them mm-hmm. Jota. Who it could happen it? the other way around too, you know, mm. on another given day. For sure, uh, that that could be the other way. Diaz has a if, if they brought Diaz in, then B, if they brought him in as a potential replacement um, for for an inevitable departure at some point. Who would you rather have? Let's let's take Firmino out of the equation here. Out of the four, right? Jota, Diaz, Mane, and Salah. I'm only one's allowed. Got, to one's free. got to leave. Well, this is such a good question. Oh, that's un- that's almost unfair. Sharman, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sharman has to leave the island. How about Mane's year? You are the weakest link. <laughs> Mane's been in the Af- African Cup of Nations. Champions He's been in five League. finals this year. Will have been in five finals. Mm. You're counting the playoff final for qualifying for Qatar. Yep. You, you are? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I count that, don't you? I, mean, it's a I would, yeah. And they, they won on penalties. Like, yeah, it's a final. Yeah. So, so Mane, okay, so you can't, you can't let Mane go. Oh, I mean, man. Christ, I the guy know. just scores big goals in big games. No. He's, so, he's so adorable. He's always <laughs> smiling. He's happy. Mm-hmm. Lovely guy. He's got to stay. Okay, so. Um, he's a seller. Maybe the best oh, player in the you, you start him because he's adorable. Yeah, yeah and he's he's adorable. Cutie, he wears a little star mask. We're doing our own adorable. Salah. 
episode next week. It's, it's funny. Are you reacting Sal, Sal, to that? Salah's like a Salah's like a smaller Kramer, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit. And you're gonna get no trouble <laughs> from him. <laughs> no trouble whatsoever from him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like Low Kramer. maintenance, again, he's smiling all the mm-hmm. time. He's adorable in his own right. So so he Salah, is. you can't let go. He's the best player in English football, for Christ's sake. You can't ditch him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Reminded me of a great description, Charms. I did a show with Sid Sixero a long time ago. Roberto Martinez is still managing Wigan. And we were talking about this game. And it was like, you know what I don't understand? These commentators, they're like, I swear I heard the commentator go, oh, he's little, he's Latin, and they used to play for them. What a great manager. That's an endearing thing about a manager. Come on. <laughs> what do you say? Adorable. That's what I thought of. <laughs> you know, I going back to going back to what we were talking about with Manchester. No, no, answer my question. <laughs> what did I say? I told you. Who's leaving? Who? Who? Who's leaving? Yeah, out of the four. One's you can only leave. keep three. So which one are you done with? Firmino's teeth are just too good. No, I'll do he, it. We are not, we're not including him. And he shares him with Klopp, so yeah. He's probably <laughs> Jota. <laughs> so again, Firmino not included in this equation. It's Jota, Diaz, Mane, and Salah. And I would say you let Jota go. And the reason is because I think you still got another year, two years out of elite, elite Salah. And Jota is a player for me that's a bit of an enigma in the sense that he's a bit more versatile than some others, but he really does need to be in a team that's working. And I think this is the frustrating thing with Portugal because we've seen him come into Liverpool and just change a game the same way Diaz does. And he's mm-hmm. not able to do that for Portugal. And he wasn't really doing that for Wolves either. So I think he's someone, not to make a messy fraud comparison, but someone who really does need a strong unit around him to absolutely be at his best. And I think the other three have a bit more individuality to take over, I guess. So this is purely Portuguese bias shining through here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. I sacrificed the Portuguese. Though. I think you make a good point there, though. Though. No, that's right. Yeah, you just sacrifice I think you make a point there. Um, and, and listen, we're not saying he should go. <laughs> he shouldn't. He's amazing. He fits in beautifully with that, t- that team. You need depth. Mm-hmm. He's perfect. But I'm just saying, if you had to lose one of those players, he is clearly the one, I think. Matthews or Marner? Why is he the one? <laughs> Sharms is watching the game I am. at the same time, just so people Tell don't what, know. It's about 10 minutes in, five minutes in, and uh, yeah, Tampa are definitely laying the body pretty hard right now. Looks like uh, comfort's going off. Mm. Yeah, it's going down. Oh, no, going to the room, I think. Oh, great live play. Come on, play. Tampa. FC Cincinnati's really laying the body down. Are you down cheering there for Tampa? I got that on right now. Who's cheering for Tampa? Yeah, because uh, Gregor. Yeah. You're disgusting. Our, our buddy uh, Randorf, Dave Randorf, is calling their games. Your buddy uh, Corey Cross used to play for Tampa, too. And the Leafs, actually, Craig, didn't he? Uh, that's correct. Yeah. And Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah, there you go. All right. So, so you anyway, want, you want Tampa you. to beat the Leafs? He's a pretty, he's a Canuck. I can do a wanker, eh? Absolutely yeah. wanker. You just learn that now? Craig is no. like the nicest person you'll meet, except when he's talking about the Leafs. It's disgusting. It's no true. matter who they're playing. Just because he's mad about his shitty Canucks. No, it's just that it's, I've lived here for so long and it just, it's relentless. Every year it's the same crap. Same preseason, same season. No, it's not. But, we're, we're, we're so much better. It's a better quality of crap this year. Oh no question. <laughs> they've they've actually got I mean let's face it, they got a shot, right? They got a shot. Absolutely. I didn't think nice he was talking about say that. Team. I thought he was talking about the fan base and the belief. And that's what he was talking about. And, and the games are the most boring sporting event in the, on the planet. 
for value, value for money, there is not a question that it is the worst sporting event on the planet. Leaf you can't game. pay thousands of freaking dollars to go to that crap and sit on your hands with a bunch of other rich white people. Oh, you mean people. as far as the, the uh, sporting you're saying it's corporate. It is very corporate. They created the situation where that's the case. It's not yep. like the old gardens. No, oh, it's not. You could get in the gardens for in there. Get in there for peanuts. It's tough to argue. It is right. My dad saw them lift the Stanley Cup in 1963, and he's got his ticket stub. And guess what the price was? He was in the front of the upper bowl at the gardens. So I forget what color tier that was at the time, but it was six bucks, seventy five cents. It was less than seven dollars. Yeah, less than seven bucks. Jesus. And they lifted the cup that night, whatever game it was. Best value, the TFC. TFC is good value, eh, Jimmy? Great value. You party it up there. Yeah. It's a good time. They still sing Dickio's song at the twenty third minute. Yeah. Are they still yeah. singing Dickio? Uh there's a yeah. bunch of losers that petitioned them to stop doing it, so a major section doesn't <laughs> sing it. Who did that? Why? Why? What's the reason be? Can't be hanging on to things from the past, you know, like yeah, I want to find out who these people races. are. I want to name them on this podcast. Do they not know the football all about history? Well. Yeah, it's about history, legacy and legacy is, is very unique. That's it's just people that aren't their football own. proper fans oh, right. that don't get it. People that don't understand sport, let alone football, that is. That is ridiculous. And if anyone listening to this podcast is part of that group, turn us off now. You're not fucking welcome. No, See, you know what it's really happened okay, to me is I that. just we got the old things. angry man going. I no, started, I knew I was going to get it going with the old angry man. <laughs> One of us would be angry. Okay, if, you, if you look at the Leafs, they talk about all the old players all the time and what they've done and how they represent the jersey. All the time. They acknowledge them. The Raptors acknowledge all the guys in the past and what they've done, what they've gone through. And football around the world, they do that. And all of a sudden now, Danny Dicchio, you're not going to sing his name because, oh, we got to move forward. Morons. Morons. Stupid. Well, it's certainly not the club. This is a reflection of one of the large no, of forces of the, the supporters. Club, but, in. but yeah. Yeah, the least. They, Come they, on, they, guys. They all, they all these old stiffs that never won a fucking thing. Year after year. Yay! There comes fucking... Has Vancouver high, ever won a Stanley Cup? Has no, Vancouver ever won a Stanley no, Cup? No, no. Did you wonder who he was going to take a shot at? I wondered who he was, was... Who was the guy that did the news on City TV? That guy played in the 70s. Oh, you how are you? Jim McKinney. Jim, Jim McKinney. Yes. I wondered who... Uh, I knew you weren't going to take shots at Shane Corson or Darcy Tucker because for sure you've drank with those guys. And those guys are gems like you. My favorite Leaf of all time, Darcy Tucker, man. Yeah? I love that guy. I got a jersey signed by him. Love the way he played. Yeah. yeah. Crazy yeah. eyes. Jim was McKinney he? was also... I think Jim McKinney... Did he die? I think he may have died. Yeah, I think he did. Really sad. Benny is a fantastic dude. Not many uh, ex-athletes become sports hosts. They become... Experts, pundits, analysts, but not hosts. And he's That's well. why Gary Lineker is such a dreamboat, and mm-hmm. uh, Jermaine Genus will be the next one. Yep, adorable Jermaine Genus. Good All on right. you. Very quickly, Liverpool, Real Madrid. Quickly, we'll, we'll obviously go into a deeper dive on this near the time. What are your early expectations for this one? B go three two Liverpool. All second half goals. Ooh, Craig. 3-1 Liverpool. All second half goals? <laughs> no. What, do you want the minute? <laughs> yes, please. You'll probably get them right for Christ's sakes, your recent form. <laughs> Finals are so weird. 
Finals are so weird, but these two teams are, there's just too much in it. And I think, you, you know, the, the combustion engines are going up against each other. Push comes to show and it's just going to be fireworks for us. For Julie, neutral. 2-1. The pool. The pool. I'm going to go two today. Um, uh, Johnny Depp, three. Amber Heard, one. <laughs> Have you listened? She's not getting anything. God, her legal team is d- drowning. It is. They what, suck, don't they? What a sideshow that is. I mean, I honestly. It. What's going on? Oh, she's go, she's losing go on Twitter. Everyone's, everyone, yeah, she's got a bad, uh, some bad lawyers right now. But it's her first time on. She was on a stand today, so it was pretty interesting. She's, I think it, she looked like she was trying to find some tears. <laughs> so I, like, I, did, did you hear the one when, when, uh, when her lawyer says the Johnny Depp, you poured yourself a mega pint of wine. <laughs> and he starts laughing. He goes, a mega pint? <laughs> I poured myself a large glass of wine. <laughs> every every question, you just see him giggling going, what the fuck? Are you, are you guys I kidding was, me? I was going to say the same thing. Did you hear when they questioned the security guard who was like an old Scottish guy? They're like, yeah, is he's it true brilliant. that when you were guarding Mr. Depp, that he pulled his penis out? At yeah. this moment, <laughs> no. If, if Mister Depp pulled his penis out, I think I bloody remember that. The whole room's laughing. <laughs> Is he scar- if they asked me scar- that about Jimmy, I'd be like, "Yeah, and what that's else is new?" Yeah, that's that's yesterday. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong I, with that? Or I, it on the it, phone, or the other witness when he when he's in the car and he's vaping. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> no, I didn't see that one. You didn't see that one? No, I see The guy's that. in a car and he's like talking. He's like driving and he's got this the camera on him and he's vaping and oh, it's beautiful. Wait, what do you mean? They're doing the, 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 yeah, the, yeah, the like on Zoom? Yes. On Zoom, yeah, he's in the car. Yeah, and he, he goes, you see he's him right a, at the he, beginning. He's vaping. He's a, he's a old, old, no, middle aged Mexican man. And he goes, Look, to be honest, I'm sick of this stuff. I don't want to be here. So that was his whole, he was hilarious. Before you said Mexican man, I thought this was going to be a Craig joke. You were setting up for a Craig joke. Mexican man. <laughs> Mexican man. Didn't you say middle aged Mexican man? Middle aged Mexican yeah, man. Yeah, which Craig is they not. Were, leading up to that, that no, was no, a joke. Craig he's was almost, glad. He's about six months away single. from getting his his fifty five and older card. When you see Amber Heard, I'm glad I'm single. Oh boy. Oh yeah. She'd take all you got, all those jerseys. She would give take me, them all. Give me, give me Dave Amber. <laughs> she wouldn't take any take any acres off the moon off Jimmy though. He'd fucking no. protect those. Nope. With his life. I told you, my you take everything, but you don't touch the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Charms, that herd would be good with you. You guys could have a good boxing match, the two of you. Amber, is she so? Uh, see, I haven't followed one bit of it. So is, she's obviously not coming across as being too stable. But is Johnny Depp coming across well? No. Oh no, he's a prick. Likeable. Regardless, he's, no. He's, no, he's no, not no. coming across badly. But you could. He's he's a he was a drunken fool most of the time, right? Yeah. So, but he, a likable guy, likable drunken fool, likable drunken fool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like so a Jack Sparrow violent. kind of guy. Yeah, he was he's <laughs> Jack Sparrow. Would he be? Was he doing? Is he doing the, the whole court case in the character of Jack Sparrow? I think he did. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did. That'd be funny as hell. Amazing how you get your life. The, the, your whole life is just public. It couldn't be more public. Like it's oh, can you imagine? It's very odd. It's very odd. Um, very well, no, strange. Should we get some of these? Uh, 
these listener emails, feedback. Yeah, we're, section, we're, we're name uh, section, listener reviews. Emails. What year is this? <laughs> they are emails, aren't they? Or are they all from? Social? No, these are these are reviews from Apple. So, um, oh. five. I'm only going to read our five stars ones. No, some of the bad ones too. Yeah, bad. Now, ones we don't first. have a lot of bad ones lately. People are being rather kind, mm-hmm. which is nice. Uh, yeah. But pandemic's from, over. Mask mandates are over. Yeah. Man. From banana chips with three Zs. Come for the footy talk. Stay for the Craig Forrest comedy gold. There you go, Craiger. <laughs> You've got a funny man. He is. He is. He's the straight uh, man and the. You guys rock man. five stars. Thanks for the insight, banter, and laughs. Great pod. Uh, what love- food group was that that said that? You didn't. Oh, that was sorry. Know. That was TF Smash nine thousand one. These are some great names. These might be yeah. bots. Yeah, they mm-hmm. could be. Love this podcast so much. They're created by us. Yeah. <laughs> okay, TF Smash. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. love, this po- <laughs> love this podcast so much. Essential listening for all things footy, but especially nice to have the Canadian perspective. So oh, that's I wrote that a- one. H-Beast. Yes, you are H-Beast. We are good Canadians. <laughs> TF Smash and H-Beast. Horny, horny bastard. H-Beast. <laughs> <laughs> So these are just reviews, like nice and we reviews. appreciate yeah, everybody I mean, listening. Look, we really do. We really we've been going back it. and forth. Our, we once again thank you to our community. No, there's no, uh, there's no yeah. questions this week. No one threw out any good questions or any questions. Oh, we've just so been on. Uh, to everyone's just been making comments. But Spend I want to time reviewing us with five star reviews and give us some freaking me. questions. Doug Simonite and Dave Starkey, Gary Ryan, think I was missing for a few days. Because I was off the podcast for a couple of days with uh, other work. Well, no, the truth so, was, uh, boys, well, is yeah, that a rough um, night out. was suspended. I did have a rough night. <laughs> he was suspended from the podcast for a couple of shows. There was an incident last week in there. <laughs> you got a timeout. What did we? What would we have to do to each other to get a timeout from this group? Mm, it was <laughs> amputation, like yeah. a bit, like like a drunken amputation. Yeah, I feel um, like I'm always on the brink of getting kicked out from you guys. Oh. No, Come what on, would man. it take? Honestly, like within really, like truthfully, what would it take? Obviously, I was going to say, you know, you know, murder. But let's be realistic. What would it take for one of us to be given a couple of shows off? Get, I'm going to find out pre- one day, boys. If you grab my ball bag to feel my nut. No, <laughs> that happened last Thursday for you yeah. at the West oh, yeah, Ham game. Yeah, that was true. That was just, <laughs> you're the one that That's put true. it on the table. Yeah. Yeah. What? What nut? One nut. He just one had. To, he was gambling his one nut. You were gambling like a, one dice nut out. <laughs> no, it was, and all the baby squirrels were after it. <laughs> so how many did she have? Football fans, West Ham fans might actually put that bad boy in a jar on their mantelpiece with a little West Ham scarf around it and say that is some legit souvenir. So if someone can please find Craig Forrest's testicle, we'll pay for it. We need it back. Yes. Formaldehyde, it's got to be somewhere, Craiger. We got to track yeah. down Probably your. Probably in doctor. Nigel Nigerson's basement. It could I think be. it's in the Premier League Museum. Probably a bunch of I university think... kids chopped it up. Probably. How do you right. find your nut? Find his nut. We. It would be perfect soccer ball. They didn't even soccer ball. Yeah. Did you? Long. You told me. You you told me when you woke up from surgery that you asked the doctor, "Say, can I have my nut, please?" <laughs> And <laughs> he didn't give it to him. No. <laughs> Shoved well, it up his was, nose. Well, the other thing was too, I reached down. I was like, once I sort of figured, oh, okay, where I was coming to. And I reached down. I was like, oh, this is interesting. I'm like, it's gone. But 
how did they get to it? And I was like, because with my sack was perfectly fine. I was like, the guy's like, he's a magician. (laughs) 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 It's a freaking miracle. (laughs) Anyway, he comes along. How did he, like, was he one of the three card Monty guys? And yeah, you just ended up with <laughs> one one ball. You started off with two, and there was only one yeah, at the, the end with the little coconuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the coconuts with the ping pong balls. Yeah, and there it goes. <laughs> if you can find your ball, you can keep it. That's right. Yeah. But that's why everyone should self-screen, right? People are yes, terrified about important. the procedure and what it is and what you go through. But the fact of the matter is, like Craig says, it's quite good fun. <laughs> <laughs> so let's all take a minute and it's just funny. make sure we're okay. You go to the you go to the right. the nurse and she uh, tells you to spread your legs and put some cream, like to give the and do an ultrasound on it. That's a little chilly. Ah, Jesus! Christ. <laughs> no, that's the last you want. Wouldn't be yeah. chilly. <laughs> She's like, oh, I do this all the time. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, great, great. Mm. Yeah, you just walk in. You just walk in with a luchador mask, like Jimmy's brother, and you just walk in naked. You just—it doesn't matter, right? You don't cover your body; you cover your face. Yeah, walking around. Well, she knew me. She'd done my hamstrings and different things. We, she knew all the players from different injuries, going there for scans and stuff. So obviously, she didn't talk too much after when she put the cream on. No, she didn't actually. No, because I wonder why. <laughs> Things she shrunk up she a little took bit, a bunch of, she, she started taking a bunch of, Oh, it was like a rhino skin. Oh, no. <laughs> like, sorry. Oh, sorry I needed to, what is this? I needed to get out of a hot shower. Yeah, the gel's not that cold. <laughs> so clearly the answer is that there's nothing that we can do to each other that would determine a suspension. The instrument was cold, though, Jimmy. The fucking instrument was cold. She didn't warm that up. <laughs> that's what you're going to tell them as soon as you go hey do you mind just turning the heat up please do just they warm those up though do they warm them up the instruments I don't think so right they're no. sterilized and then they just sit no, there they and just give them a wipe give them a mm. little wipe how long was the operation for I don't know I was asleep I know but you went in at what time <laughs> and you were done at what time I don't know the guy was like fucking amazing oh I have so, no way I don't was remember it a rush job? I don't remember did he have, you like, have to go through it. You go to go through the abdominal area. Oh, yeah. Did he did he give you a new nose at the same time? You had rhinoplasty. Yeah, well, I figured the belly. Get, it, get it all done right. Yeah, in, came up in with a butt lift through the belly button. No, just through the. Well, through my um, I had a, I got mesh right across my stomach as well through abdominal surgeries and hernias oh, okay. and whatnot. So he said he had to cut around that. Um. Because I said, you didn't tell me you weren't going through my ball bag. And he goes, you didn't tell me you had mesh in your stomach. Okay. Like, so all this happened, like, literally within 24 hours, right? So Craig, where was the, the main pain then post-surgery? Was it in the abdomen, the pain, or was it actually where your ball was? No, the uh, abdomen. Yeah. Oh. Really? Like, it wasn't it, it wasn't that bad, to be honest with ache? you. Is it like being kicked in the balls? It, no, no. Oh, hell no. Not that, not That's that bad. way worse. Way worse getting kicked in the nuts. Hey, Stax, you got the you you have you've got the mesh plates in in, in the stomach as well. Yes, yeah, uh, me too. I got both. Oh. I got two you, mesh, mesh plates. Buddies. In there. Yeah. Is that the hernia? Hernia? Yeah, I had a yeah. had a double hernia. Yeah. That was a beauty. Oh yeah, 
I remember when I when I got mine, I went for surgery. So they put two mesh plates in. And I was in bed and I was like, I was a big baby, right? I don't feel well. I was pushing the buttons and nurse, help me out here. And I had to pee. And it's the most excruciating pain ever, right? And I, I was I woke up in the middle of the night. I was like, I gotta pee. And you know when I give you that thing where you gotta put on your belly and you gotta lie down and try to pee because I couldn't really move. So the, the two nurses came in. I said, look, you, you got to help me. I need to get up and I, I need to stand to pee because I'm used to it. I, I, I've never <laughs> laid down on my back and pee before. Can you help me? Well, we're not supposed to do it. Just help me out. Come on. Look, I'm good. I'm, I'm coherent. I know what's going on. You shot a few just... other things out lying out down on your belly yeah. and your back, though. Yeah. <laughs> what's the matter with you? <laughs> <laughs> so I get to the edge of your bed and I stand up. They've got this little blanket that they're meant to be protecting me so they don't see what's going on, right? Now, this blanket's about two feet away from me. They're standing side by side holding both my arms so they know exactly what's going on. And as I start, I start doing the old timber. My legs go. I'm on the floor after surgery. Two mesh plates inside me. They pick me up. They carry me back to the bed. I finally fall asleep. Right, I wake up in the morning, and with with when you get a, a hernia, sports sports hernias, the next morning, doctor comes in. He goes, "How'd you feel?" I said, "Oh, I'm, I'm in pain. I'm really, really sorry." He goes, "Okay, no problem. You're you're discharged. You can go." I went, "Where am I going?" He goes, "You got to go home." <laughs> I said, "No, no, 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 no." I got back in bed. <laughs> they called it. <laughs> they called security. I can't go home. The guy goes, you have to go home. I said, I refuse to go home. I'm in so much pain. I fell down last night. I pissed all over the place. Like, no, I can't. I look at me. And the guy goes, no, you have to go home. And I was like, no, I'm not. And I did the, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, one of them where you, you have one of those nights out and, you're with somebody and then they leave and you just pull the blanket over you and you're like, no, I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> I did one of those, the old blanket over my shoulder. I was like, I'm not moving. <laughs> I'm not leaving. So two security guards come in. They're big, big boys. And they went, you you got to go. Mr. They hold Brennan. you up to pee. Yeah. They went, you, you got to go, Mr. Brennan. We, uh, this bed needs to be used later for, for surgery. And I was like, okay, I got in the car and that was me. I went back to, back to Nottingham. So and double, I wasn't leaving until those two big security guards came. So double and then I was like, oh, it's lights out. There's nothing I'm doing here. If they get a hold of me, I'm finished. <laughs> double hernia, like, obviously, you can play through it for a little bit, but not for too, too long, right? No, it's like getting a knife in your belly. Yeah, it's the worst yeah. pain in the world. But it's, but it's gradual, though, isn't it? Like, you feel it coming on. Yeah. Mm, when it comes pretty fast, mine works. Yeah, it, it comes. Bang. It comes quick. Once it rips, it's over. Mm-hmm, Good night. Yeah. But then what they do is they go go through your bollock to feel it. It's the inguinal, right? Is it the one? Inguinal hernia is the same? Linguinal. That's the the pasta that's... uh, (laughs) Inguinal hernia, I think it's the same as... The inguinal canal. Uh, So women don't have it because it's it's basically your plumbing coming from your testicles up through your part of half of your abdominal air muscle. And then down again. So there's a weakness there. It's almost like a little bit of a hole in silk. Yeah, okay. And what pokes through? 
Nothing really po- It's not like a, a, a gremlin. Or any of the earth thing. One of those gremlins. Okay. Let, let, let put it this way. When they go in, it's not like there's a flag on it. Like they don't read. Right. They just know about where it is. They basically just slice it, fold it, and sew it. And then if you have uh, the mesh put in, some guys did. I did. I had the mesh put in on my, my second operation because I had to do it twice. And then I had my groins also cut away. That was a trial <laughs> trial episode that was the worst trial a trial he's got no groins he can put his legs over his head no problem yeah <laughs> what do you mean a trial like you had a couple of rookies <laughs> no sometimes hey, his party Not trick did. is when you're having a drink with him he does a split so he's like look <laughs> look what yeah. i can do <laughs> oh yeah straight out man have you ever elvis stoico yeah, just a couple yeah. of prospective surgeons on an audition they're like yeah i could have a go at the pro was that yeah. what do you mean a trial big club well yeah. there's four yeah four uh uh abdominal uh, sorry uh, groin muscles that go up through your abdominal and they kind of cross over a little bit and there's one called the gracilis and they had this idea that if they cut the gracilis away from your groin um, it would release the pressure and would stop me having more abdominal surgeries because I had so freaking many well the blood the bleeding was uh, incredible went all the way down to my toes into my ankles it was unbelievable. I woke up, talk about that with Jimmy. I woke up and my legs, I'm in a spread eagle. My legs are wide open. I got two huge sacks of ice on both sides of my groins. And the hospital doors open. People are walking. I can see nurses walking by. And it, these ice bags were huge, but I mean, my lunch gets hanging out and everything else is like, what the fuck's going on? Anybody throw a blanket on me? <laughs> they were too busy holding the two blankets to, to help Jimmy up. Oh, Jimmy. And then I went up there. I was up north. It was like Bradford area. And one of my buddies uh, drove me up and I was there for one day. And then they wanted to maybe keep me for two days because all the bleeding and whatnot. <laughs> and he's fr- he's really frozen this time, literally. Let yeah. Left yeah, us on the, on the, he just froze he, there. He yeah. froze yeah. there, Craiger. So I was up north in Bradford, and then um, he wanted to go home. So I said, I think I'm okay. They want me to stay one more night, but I, I think if I prove that I'm doing okay. So I would walk by the nurse's station with my little trolley, my my uh, drip, and my With your, uh, with your bum hanging out because of the oh, back. My ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my ass hanging out. And, hey, ladies, hey, ladies, go, go back again. Went back again a couple of times. I just wanted them to say, yeah, he's doing well enough and release him so I could go. Oh, I did it one too many times. And I guess the, whatever I was on, the drugs or whatever, I just ended up throwing up all over the hallway, like one after another. But every time I did it, I could feel my, I could feel my, my groin. Oh, that's a bad. It was like, it was like throw up, Ah! (laughs) (laughs) throw up again. Ah! Did it? They're like, oh, you're. They said, ah, you're not going home, Craig. You're staying another night. Did any of this help? No, not that. God, no. So, were you weak there because of just genetics, or because you're a goalkeeper in Malaysia in training? (laughs) (laughs) No, everything was very tight. Very very tight. Like tiger tight. Tiger tight. Like a tiger. (laughs) 
Don't let go. Don't go. Don't no, go. Ep- I didn't think this episode would, you know, descend into like, you know, comparing injuries, but these are horrible descriptions, but I, I love yeah. it, all of it. Footy Prime, and- if you're looking for tactics, we're not the show for you. <laughs> Surgery yeah. stories and dick jokes. You know what we are the show for, B? Politician managers. Yes. This is the segment. Now, B, you explain it to the listeners here. Okay. Uh, and by listeners, you mean explain it to you. Yeah, because you seem to not get it. All right. So this all came about because in the English version of The Economist or something like that, Tony Blair's old press secretary wrote a whole piece about Jurgen Klopp would be the perfect politician and how politics in general needs more managers. Uh, Politics needs more people like Jurgen Klopp. So I thought, wow, perfect segment idea. We should pick a bunch of managers that could fill these cabinet positions. Great idea. All right. Yep. So. Let's name five because we're so used to five-a-side teams. We're just picking five managers that we think would make real-life politicians and do the job. Okay. Pr- Prime Minister, Deputy Prime Minister, Minister of Defense, Speaker of the House, very communicative Holy sport, Christ. and Minister of Foreign Affairs because it's super international. So who wants to go first? So before – I can't do any of this, but – what does Deputy Prime Minister do? So these guys. So think like Dick Cheney in the sense that, you know, Bush Vice was President. the main guy, but the uh, Deputy Vice, yeah, the Deputy Prime Minister, or uh, in the Dick Cheney sense of that person might be the one calling the shots. That's how I'm looking at it. Okay. Sharp. Say the, the Prime Minister, I'll start. Roy Hodgson. Roy Hodgson for Prime Minister. Okay. That's a soft country, not getting bullied. Yeah. Uh, Prime Minister, <laughs> I, have, I have Yogi Love. Oh, okay. Because they're often really creepy, right? Like Boris Johnson, Trump, <laughs> Trudeau, creepy. You, some weird <laughs> stuff going on there, right? And there's no one creepier than than Yogi Love with all the picking and stuff. Jimmy and the sniffing, and, <laughs> and the picking and sniffing. I'm gonna take Gareth Southgate. <laughs> yeah, Gareth Southgate would be a good prime minister for Very sure. Good prime minister. Well, since none of you took him, uh, I'm going to take the reason behind this whole bit. Uh, Jurgen Klopp will be the prime minister. I'm going with Jurgen Klopp. But I'm going to avoid the Germans. He can't be. He's fucking German. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't prime minister of England. It was just a political head. They could be from Uh, any country. Ah, you're fucked now. Let's not be limited. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not be limited. (laughs) Been down this road before. Deputy Prime Minister, I'll take the page out of your book, but someone that, you know, behind the scenes, this is a combination of the Dick Cheney, but you said like a creepy face. And uh, how about who Pinkus? Deputy Prime Minister. He could be, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, he knows about all the dirt behind the scenes. He's but I realized I've really, I've really stacked the table here with the two of them. Did, did, sorry, did Wonga give his answer? I don't know. I don't know enough managers. Well, well, oh, okay. Jimmy Brennan's on the list of five managers Wonga can name. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Prime Minister. All right. Deputy Prime Minister. Um, I have whoever the, the British Dortmund manager is at any time. He's always <laughs> finishing second. <laughs> Very good. Gregor? I would say Steve Bruce. Jimmy? Sean Deitch. <laughs> do you think deputy prime minister though you think he'd want to be like the number two or do you think that he's... no i think he'd be good in there because he'd block out the bullshit for southgate good point good point mm, they'd be great together minister of defense charms well given how well his team played the last couple of legs unai emery oh good shout Mourinho. Mourinho, that's mine too man oh, oh really on, guys i was gonna go park Diego's... the bus 
I'm going Diego Simeone. Yeah, I thought about that too. Who's going to want to mess with your nation if Diego Simeone is the one standing with his finger on the codes? Well, yeah, but he'd, he'd be he'd be correct. killing innocents though. <laughs> Whenever he wants, there'd be drone attacks everywhere. <laughs> Speaker of the House, Sarms. Uh, I got Josie Mourinho for that because he never mm-hmm. shuts up. Mm-hmm. I'm going Ian Holloway. Oh yes, <laughs> that's a great shout. That's a great, uh, a great check. Okay, why? Speaker of the house. Why? This seems to <laughs> speaker of the house. Because the way of the house, mate. Ah, because he talks for fun. He's from Bristol. And he's awesome, and they have a very unique accent, Wonger. That uh, mm. that Jimmy did a very good impression. Funny as hell. Just uh, get him on the show. It'd be brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, slide in his DMs, Jimmy. That'd Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe, Speaker of the House. Eddie Howe. Um, I'm going to go with the theme of wanting to be entertained, and also I've got quite an interesting cabinet already. I'm going to go Mick McCarthy, Speaker of the House. Oh, well, nice. Mick's, Mick's very good at that. Mick McCarthy. He's got uh, that uh, Yorkshire accent, isn't right. he? Yeah. Yeah. Real Irish. He's a good speaker, man. He's really good. <laughs> and he happy to tell Roy King to shut up. So. Yeah. Also, I had to, uh, I, I to listen to him to, uh, talk on a few few of my pro licenses, and he was awesome. Yeah, was he really? He yeah. was very was good. good. He just captures the audience. He's good. Do you have his number? Can we get him on the show? <laughs> well, let me phone a friend. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, last one. Minister of Foreign Affairs. We've named a good lot here. We've we both we've all got good cabinets. Minister of Foreign Affairs. Charms. Uh, I, I'm going Roy Hodgson for that one because he's coaching eight countries. He knows all about foreign stuff. Ooh, <laughs> good idea. Okay, very good. I'm going to go John Herdman. Ooh, also good. Yeah, New Zealand, England, Canada. He's yeah. good. He can sweet talk internationally for sure. Yeah. yeah. Ancelotti. Mm, I don't know if people would, you know, the the eyebrow raise. You know, oh, I've got it. No, I've got it. I've got it. It's it's Sven because he's all he knows all about (laughs) foreign affairs. He had so many of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. I like Uh, it. To complete my cabinet, I thought uh, Georges Jesus would be good because uh, no one internationally would want to mess with Jesus. That was my thought. Sounds like a soup. Georges yeah. Jesus. I think he's <laughs> he's the uh, only manager to have won the Copa Libertadores and won a European League, if I'm not mistaken. He would definitely hit the nuclear button, though. He's just the Minister of Foreign Affairs. He's just the one like around talking to people. He's not. Oh, charged. yeah, but he'd, in be, charge. He'd, be, he'd be a guy that pushed the button. <laughs> I'm glad we got to... went, things went sideways. He was, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad we got to me? push the button. Now. This is the first time we've actually given homework. And, and they've actually done it. Incredible. It's incredible. It's a big moment for this podcast. Well, we didn't really do homework. We just named you just wing it. You wing it. Yeah, you, you wing it. You don't even. You don't that's even. Wong it. Just Wait, where did it all go wrong? It's all gone wrong again. That's good, though. And so, so next week, for Thanks next week's show, much. we're doing five uh, side again. <laughs> now, what are we choosing? B, what are you thinking? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing at the way Wonger did that as well because I love Jimmy when people on TV that have never been on TV before and they're like, hello, I'll take an answer number two <laughs> eat the mic <laughs> Just every time someone does that <laughs> uh, thank you <laughs> there's no uh, loading in the blue zone <laughs> welcome to Club uh, Tropicana 
You're like JC's opening. Brendan's up on the stage next. It was Craig, but Brendan's going back for his second dance. I spent a week, <laughs> one night at Whiskey A Go Go. That's Jimmy's go to line. <laughs> yeah. It's a good line. So, we'll come up so with a new list. I yeah, next week's five aside. I don't know. Um, maybe get the uh, the listeners to give some suggestions to us. Let us know what you want. We'll pick a five aside team, each of us, next week. Uh, oh, I remember what we said. We what? we actually said this. It, there was it was a punchable. Uh, 11 or a punchable five aside right okay you know oh, listeners ooh, I like that one do anything we, we'll, go, we'll go with that most punchable five aside team yeah I already got like four Don't Phil Foden four times right now. <laughs> I thought that too just, just four, five, just four Fodens <laughs> and they could be uh, managers or players right yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. or just people in general how about people in general Oh, I like that too. Can like, we'll see how we're see how we're feeling? It depends. Gandhi has something coming to him. Oh, he deserves a good old crap between the <laughs> eyes. Wrestle him. So down. It, it it can be any <laughs> anybody in general. Yeah, how about that? Like celebrity, like people that not like you know. Do they have neighbor. to be celebrities, or could they be just local people in a GTA in soccer that you just <laughs> want to punch <laughs> the shit out of? You can, Ooh, yes, Jim. You, Jimmy, you that can guy, do that. Jimmy's yeah. gonna go. Yes, there's a guy with a, like a green there's jacket. There's a fat guy with- that I really want to punch <laughs> right in the mouth. No, if you're just gonna go after Dino from the bakery, who you don't like because he. Didn't well, it's, a, it's the same Dino. It's a, his name is Dino. That I'd love to punch in his mouth. <laughs> Anyone, as long as they know, let's, let's keep it. Let's try and keep it so the listeners will have you know some engagement and, and we'll know who right. we're talking about. Not you know some guy that runs a bakery in freaking Mitchell Hill. <laughs> Not just your local Nuno that you're hating on. Yeah. <laughs> that beat you in jets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, na- the name must be familiar enough, be it within sport or out of sport. And uh, so they got to be professional. <laughs> Beach, yeah. Beach would have picked uh, Kim Kardashian. We did this before. Not amateurs, professionals. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Remember, yeah, but we, we haven't we done this in a year. Well, now it's a good amount of time. Yeah, yeah we that thing. Before we discuss like one person who's the most punchable and Deech, I think we did it twice and both times Deech said Kim Kardashian. He's got a real issue with her. Don't know why. Don't know she why. turned him down once. Must yeah, be. Maybe that's what it was. Profe- professional is difficult because I think when you're in the pros, you get along with everybody in the pros. So I'll figure it out. There's some hateable guys that maybe I'll do. I'll I'll do Robbie Savage because I know D hates him. Yeah, yeah. Hates yeah him so maybe I'll deck him. You might not even want to, you know, really punch someone, but just some people have that that kind of face, like a Phil Foden kind of a, a weaselly face. It's never smiling, right? So look at it that way. It doesn't have to be someone that you hate necessarily. So we're just gonna make. Guys Top that five. unfortunately don't look that great and they have a punchable face. We're going to... Yeah, they can look yeah, great. They can be yeah. gorgeous. No, like one of you is going to name Ronaldo and me in the same five-a-side. <laughs> Jeez. So. Imagine being in the same team as Ronaldo, B. Imagine oh. the showers afterwards. Watch out. <laughs> all right. he'd, be flex- he'd be flexing all the time. Yeah. Me or him? And, and Ronaldo. <laughs> You'd be holding back your belly. The whole time. Yeah. I wouldn't oh, want yeah. to see Dunlop and, and Ronaldo in the shower. Here, let me if, get your back. Let me get you your might, back. I mean, sure. most, most footballers are pretty bloody healthy and fit, but I mean, it must suck being beside, you know, Ronaldo in the locker room. It must yeah. just suck. I remember sitting beside Adam Van Coverden at a charity soccer match. Oh, he's fit. And I, it's like, he's just, he's ripped. Yeah. And it's like, wh- like wh- who, what am I? What am I? I'm not a man. That there, that's a man. I still think the first, the worst <laughs> feeling. I'm not like, a man. I'm not a man. <laughs> this here, this is disgusting. You know, that chiseled physique there, man. 
if you could buy buy that kind of a physique. Do you um, feel bad for your wife, like when you go to bed? I I question her. <laughs> I, I suspect her. <laughs> Don't you? This is, I think those. I think, I think, He's got one had, of those skinny mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that he took from the Gap. That was for sure. <laughs> like in the circus when you walk up, you're like, <laughs> I look great. I look dynamite. Don't I love? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you sure do. No, the, you're, the way- you're tall enough to ride this ride too. <laughs> <laughs> the way Sharms just described sitting next to Adam Vancouver in the change room at a charity game, that's what I'm like when I used to work with Dave Amber. And the oh, Amber's would come fit. in and be like, what a, oh. what a dream boat, this guy. Chiseled. Drives me crazy. Here's Miss Skinny Fat Me in my size 40 jacket. Yeah. yeah. Skinny He's Fat still, Man, the most He's hated man in the good. world. Yeah. Amber still looks great. I must get around his body podcast. Was it good? Yeah, he was good. Oh, he's great. Oh, Jimmy was like all over it. Just loved fanboy. So fanboy on Dave. No, it was like, no I loved it, man. I like, yeah. uh, like having those little crossovers and talking about other sports. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah but, more hockey than football. So he knew more of what was going on. <laughs> it's true. Wait till, you, wait till you get me start talking about darts. It's lights out. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, we'll yeah. do a darts and snooker podcast sometime. That'd be fun. Oh wow! I'll be off. Yeah, there. Ronnie, Ronnie O'Sullivan, number Ooh, seven championship, number, number seven. seven. Yeah. Fantastic! Well, I'll be playing jits at Dino's Bakery when mm-hmm. you guys do that show. <laughs> you got to come up to Woodbridge for a bumba. For a what? Sorry, for a what? Exactly. I'm going to bring you up there. It's a beautiful little pastry. You're going to. It's like a donut. It's unbelievable. I'm giving. I'm going to give you the weekends. I don't have the kids, and uh, we'll head up north. Come on up. We'll go, we'll go for a little special. I've never been there. there. Never been there except to golf at Silver Lakes. All right. We'll book the flight. Yeah. It's funny. My wife calls me a beautiful little donut sometimes. Anyway, we're out of time. Hope you enjoyed <laughs> oh. that, everyone. Oh, like oh, feeling subscribe. sorry for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a self-loathing day. Just all these goddamn pies. Go look at yourself in the skinny mirror. And you should be there for me, okay? Yeah. Don't ridicule me. Take your clothes off, hon. I'll just plug my nose. <laughs> Just turn the lights off before you do it. Every time he comes in, honey, where's why are the lights always out? Yeah, well, oh, it's okay. It's okay, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Are you sleeping? You sleeping with the yeah, with the yeah, turtle screws them on? Why do you have a turtleneck on? <laughs> <laughs> Walking around with a jumpsuit. <laughs> You know, I made fun of myself, guys, to start with here. You know, you don't need to jump on here. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out of time. Yeah. Layers, Sorry, bye. Charms. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.